Welcome to Couch Chats, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am your host, Jess Williamson, an award-winning business and mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur having scaled four successful businesses. My purpose is to help you unleash your unique superpowers and to build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and If you haven't noticed, today is my birthday. I am so excited. So I wanted to do something fun. When I looked at my podcast schedule, my podcast managers, we have a schedule and I saw that Tuesday is my birthday and today is the day that I always release a podcast so I couldn't pass up the opportunity to do a super fun birthday podcast episode and just share a bunch of stuff that I haven't really got the opportunity to share yet so that you guys can get to know me a little bit more. Of course, there's going to be so many laughs along the way because I got my amazing friend Heidi Anderson to join me and to interview me on my podcast. So she is an absolute ball of energy. She is the PR queen and she has just released her own podcast, Champagne Confidence. So go and check it out, show her some support. And oh my gosh, this was honestly the best way to celebrate my birthday, hanging out with Heidi and getting to hang out with you guys here too. So let's get into the episode. excited Heidi. (laughs) I couldn't think of anyone better to come on my birthday episode and just have the best time. So thank you. Thank you for asking me. I feel very honored when you asked me. I was like, of course. So no pressure to myself. I've got to remind myself, no pressure. I'm an interviewer. I'm like, I'm now literally coming on your podcast and overtaking your podcast. Yeah. Which is like a real backwards shift. Like I'm being interviewed on my podcast, but we're just going to hang out and have a bit of fun. And then we're going to be changing roles in a couple of weeks. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, like I said, no pressure for you then either. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be such a fun episode. So stay tuned everyone in a couple of weeks. We'll have Heidi's episode out. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't wait. And I was thinking about like today for your birthday podcast, like, you know, just some of the things that we could talk about, because I think like when you're an interviewer, it's really hard sometimes to put your personality into it because you're making the other person shine. So, you know, I was thinking about, you know, you and, and, and you being the host. And I was like, I wonder how much people actually truly know about you. So I've got some really fun questions. I'm excited and I love like a curly question. (laughs) So feel free to throw anything and we'll see. We'll see if we need to cut it out later. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. Well, so should we get this party started? Yeah, let's do it. Well, I was going to sing happy birthday, but I'm actually going to get my son to sing it for you. Oh my God. Little Memphis Ari. You met him the other day, didn't you? Yeah. We got to hang out for a few days down South, the best little getaway and Memphis came to pick you up. Oh my gosh, I know. And one of his favorite songs is Happy Birthday, actually. Oh. And he sings it all the time. I thought I'll get him on the podcast and he can sing to you. 
Okay. Are you ready, Jess? I'm ready. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Are you singing that for everyone whose birthday it is today? Oh my gosh, that is the best celebration. Thank you so much. And thanks to Memphis for being an absolute legend. Now we've met my son and, you know, we've heard happy birthday from Memphis. Let's get this Jess party started. So tell me, what are you famous for? If you could describe to someone, if you were stuck in a lift and they were like, who is Jess Williamson? What would you say you were famous for? I always say, like, if someone gave me, like, a two-minute on air to the whole world and I could, like, leave one message, I'd be like, that anything is absolutely possible. And it's so funny because um, my friend Asha always reminds me of this. I told her ages ago, I was like, I always tell my boyfriend, like, I'm working with my clients, loving it so much, and I tell them anything is possible. And he's like, Jess, you can't go around telling everyone anything is possible. And then she reminds me that I was like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just so confused by people thinking this way. I'm like, what do you mean? I can't tell people anything is possible. Of course it is. (laughs) So why does she think that you can't say that? She remembers me telling her this about my partner. And so like, he always thought, well, if you're not an Olympic swimmer, you're not going to be an Olympic swimmer. And I'm like, yeah, but you wouldn't love swimming if you're not good at it. Yeah. Maybe you would, or you'd like practice the heck out of it. Maybe you won't make it to the Olympics, but it's like, what is it about being a professional swimmer? And you can do it. You can do anything. Yes. I love that. I talk about it on, you know, in my program and stuff. And it's like that big old cock block, I call it, (laughs) where the thing that's standing in your way and anything is possible. I love that. So would you say that that is a mantra that you live by? Would that, if you had a quote to describe who you were, and I guess what you believe in body, in your business and your life, would you say that would sum it up? Yeah, pretty much. I think, I mean, I've got my journal and like on the front of my journal, I've written dream big and make it your reality. It's just like, just have those big dreams and stop putting limits on yourself. And then all you have to do is go out there and do it, you know? And I know that's oversimplifying, but that's really it. That's the answer to life, I think. Yes, dream big and anything is possible. And it's something I so live by. So tell me, Jess, would you ever get a tattoo with dream big on your body? <laughs> oh my gosh. I have always been the person I was like, I'd never get a tattoo. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, I just don't think I would like it forever. I don't know if I would get a tattoo, but I feel like it would be the motto. If I was going to get a tattoo, that would be it. (laughs) Okay. So tell me, I think you've just confessed that you don't have tattoos. No, I don't have any. None? No. Any random piercings anywhere that you need to confess to? No, I don't don't have anything. I got my ears pierced when I was like quite a bit older. You know, some kids get their ears pierced when they're like a baby or kid. But I went like four times and I chickened out every time when they put the gun on my ear. I was like, no, (laughs) and I was pretty scared. So I was just, I was pretty savage. I would run off. (laughs) 
Oh my God, getting your ears pierced is pretty hectic, isn't it? Like now when you think about it, when you just reminded me of that gun and the noise that it makes and the fact that it like punches straight through your skin. If people haven't got their ears pierced here and they're like, I booked in today, they're going to be like, oh fuck, I'm not going now. But it literally is quite a scary thing now when you describe it like that. Yeah. And my like three-year-old cousin who came with me at the time, she went and she was like, no worries. Oh my God, that is so funny. Well, speaking of scary, what is the scariest thing that you've ever done? So, you know, you stepping out of your comfort zone or you putting yourself out there, like what is the scariest thing that has made you squirm? Oh, there's lots of things, but also not lots of things because I'm like, I'm a bit scared, but I'm doing it anyway. So it definitely would have been public speaking. Like I hated public speaking and I would just shut down. Like I wouldn't even know what my name was. My whole body would like almost feel like it was going to combust. It would get so hot and red and it was just not a fun time trying to public speak. But then when I started a business, I almost have this mission or this goal or purpose that outweighed the fear. And I was like, how can I get my business out there for free when I'm starting and like spread the word? So I reached out to a small biz events, Ashley, I think you know her actually. I was like, Hey, can I maybe speak at your event? And she gave me a five minute slot before everyone else. Like the main speakers were after me and I practiced for four weeks and this was a a 7am breakfast event. And I even considered, I was like, I've got to drive there, but I feel like I'm going to need a shot of vodka before I do this speech. (laughs) And I'm really not the biggest drinker, but I was like, right, logically, how can I like have a shot, but still drive? Like I didn't have the shot. That's just the thought that went through my head. I was like that scared of it, (laughs) but I did it anyway. And I was so nervous that I was flinging my arms around like everywhere that I accidentally threw the clicker on the floor for the presentation and I broke it for all of the other speakers after me. And I was like, oh God, this can't go any worse. And then I kept going and it was literally a five minutes like, hey, this is Jess. This is my business. I went to New York. Here's a photo. Like that was the end, (laughs) but I was so nervous. But that one time made me 1% better. I was like, next time I won't break the clicker and then it'll be better. So, you know, every time we learn and we grow and, you know, even just one girl came up and said, thanks so much for sharing. And I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean? It was a train wreck. I think we always are our own worst critics often, you know, especially when it comes to public perception. And I actually read a book recently. I've forgotten what it's called, but it was all about you have more influence than you realize. So quite often you'll be in a crowd and you're like, no one even sees me, but really people are noticing small things about you or taking in what you're saying and you won't even know. And people often won't come up and tell you. So that was a pretty scary, but look, here I am with my own podcast now. So Oh my God. I love that story so much. And I know you told it to me when we went down South and I still found it funny the second time around. (laughs) And I love that because I think one of the biggest fears in the world, I think it sits at over like 75% of the human race, is so scared to 
do public speaking and the fact that you know you did that and you you put yourself out there and I know I think when you and I spoke about this we were saying a lot of the time like people have resting bitch face and the ones that have resting bitch face you're thinking you're getting in your head thinking like oh my god they're taking nothing from this they're getting you know blah, blah, blah. and you start to think like oh my god they're judging me and then they're the ones that come up to you afterwards but it's like oh my god that spoke to my soul thank you so much yeah. The thing that really helps me now, you know, when you do look out in the audience and they all just look so serious and you're like, oh my God, is this entertaining? Am I like, are they taking away stuff? But they're usually just so concentrated that they're not thinking about how their face, you know, looks when they're concentrating. And so, you know, when you're up there and you get this thought of like, oh shit, what's going on? You just got to remember that what you're sharing is valuable and just having that belief internally because otherwise the nerves set in and you're halfway through and then you'd start to like show that energy up and I feel like that's where it could possibly go wrong yeah and I think also like people they're admiring you for getting up and talking this is the one thing that I find you know because that being people's like pretty much the majority of number one fear they're going oh my gosh I am just so proud of that person and admire them for getting up. So it's a confidence thing. I love that. What would you say your confidence level is on a scale of one to 10, putting yourself out there now, you know, with 10 being fuck off amazing? Can I say 20? Even throughout my whole journey. So when I started my very first business, I didn't put my name anywhere. Like I didn't want anyone to know it was me but I always knew that I could do it. I was like, I'm going to make this global. I'm going to do this. Even when I was choosing what to study at university, I remember saying to my mom, dad, I was like at Curtin Uni looking at all the courses. And I was like, hmm, if I'm going to be a CEO, I probably better study management. And so I've always like had this confidence. That's like what 17 year old just decides, well, logically I better do management if I'm going to be the CEO. So <laughs> that's just how my brain works. Like there was no self-doubt. I was just like, well, duh, like what else am I going to study? So <laughs> you knew at 17 that you were going to be a CEO. Yeah. But I thought that looked like a suit in a damn office, you know? So no one was really doing this back then. It wasn't really a thing. So it was really cool to start to see, you know, the rise of the female entrepreneur and just creating whatever the heck it is you want. And anything can be a business really. Mm, I love that. How would your mum and dad describe you so you know if we were to sit down with them and chat to them on your birthday how would they describe Jess look could go one of two ways (laughs) I always got told stop being bossy or stop arguing when I was growing up because I was like come on, I know a better way. Or like I'd be organizing my mom and dad, have you got your bags packed yet? Let's go. (laughs) But I think, you know, they often tell me just like how proud they are, which just really means a lot. And they've always been my biggest cheerleaders through my business. So that's been really cool. Okay. So tell me, we're talking about young Jess here, you know, we're talking about Jess when she was 17, you know, what she wanted to do, the fact that she was talking about being a CEO. If you could go back in time, what would you say to 18 year old Jess? Wow. So many things. I would definitely tell myself it's not a race. Like you don't have to get there tomorrow. Yeah. Um, But 18 year old Jess didn't even, like, I would have never imagined I would have built five businesses, like traveled all around the world, been here doing what I'm doing. Like it's not even a thought that I would have had at the time. So I probably would tell myself like, 
just you wait and just wait and see, you know, all the hard times are going to be worth it. And all the hard work. I love that. And I think it isn't a race. And I think even still, that's a great reminder for me at almost 38 years old, that it's a marathon. And I think we have to remember that. And I remember that now with my radio career, now just launching my podcast, you know, and I think it's just a really beautiful reminder for what, wherever you are, you know, at whatever stage or age or thing of your career. So yeah, that's really perfect. Okay, what I wanted to ask you was you mentioned before that you've had five businesses. So, so many people would see you as such a positive light, you know, like you've worked on your mindset, you help women launch businesses, create businesses, you do all the ins and outs and you you put a lot of positivity out there. Can you take us back to a moment where Jess had been struggling, like you were standing in your own way, you know, in one of the times in the business, can you, can you take us back there and then, and I'd love you to share and then how you managed to make your way out of that shitty situation. Yeah. So I'm going to give an answer that not many people probably expect, or maybe like are looking for, but I didn't really ever feel like I was in my own way. The problem was that I would just have an idea and do it and make everything possible that then I hit burnout to the max. Like I was doing absolutely everything, even the opportunities that I created for myself. Like I flew around the world, flew around Australia to make these opportunities. I had zero experience, zero contacts, like zero anything. And I created it. So I feel like I've never really had any like roadblocks around what was possible or getting to the next step. The biggest challenge for me was not burning out. And that's why I teach business for life. And all of my content now is like, let's build a business without the burnout because we don't need to go there. Uh, But I used to just wake up at, you know, 7am, get on the computer because I'd wake up with this anxiety of so much to do. And then I would work till 3pm. And then I'd be like, oh, shit, what about a shower? Maybe I should eat something. And it was like every day for about two years. And then the year before that, I was working full time and doing that still. (laughs) So it was a good couple of years where I was like, this is not what it's meant to be. (laughs) And then I realized I could do it in a different way. So that was probably the biggest challenge for me was actually learning to slow down. I remember when I was younger, the number one thing I'd hear from my parents is slow down, slow down. Cause I would run everywhere, like no walking. I'd run to go brush my teeth. But what I do was because we had like all these corners where the hallways were, I would like bounce off the walls with my hands. Cause I couldn't corner the corner quick enough. So I'd be like bouncing off and I'd run into the walls a few times. <laughs> I hope you're loving today's episode and while we're here, I wanted to let you know about my free resources and lessons that I've created to help you have more success and abundance in your life and your business. I am often updating these resources so there's new ones at different times, but I'm giving away so much value in these trainings. And did I mention they are free? So click the link in the show notes or you can head on over to my website, jessicawilliamson.com.au and click on free resources. Let's jump back into today's episode. (music) 
I would love to know something that you've never, ever told anyone. Is there something that goes straight to your mind? There's a few things. One funny one that's kind of relevant is when I was younger, and that's why everyone always asks me, like, how do you have this mindset? How do you work like this? When I was younger, I think I was like 10, me and my good friend who was a neighbor at the time, what we used to do was go around to everyone's gardens and steal their flowers. And then we would mush them up and mix them with water and then sell them back to them as perfume by door knocking. (laughs) And we were like 10 years old. And I'm like, I don't know if it's genius or illegal, but... (laughs) (laughs) no that's genius yeah genius that was like fun for me that was like what I did as like play and fun I don't even know where I got these ideas from but I mean we did plenty of different entrepreneurial activities like that okay so I want to bang out as many questions as we can yeah so so what is your guilty pleasure treat and I want to know your guilty pleasure tv show I was going to say my guilty pleasure treat is pretty much TV. We had a good bonding over our TV shows. My guilty pleasure treat is definitely chocolate. Like I don't need much and I love just like dark, dark chocolate. I don't love like milky sweet chocolates anymore. You only need one piece. When you've got that dark chocolate, you only need one piece. But I have like one piece after every meal except breakfast. So... And my TV show is anything like reality. I love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, love some Vanderpump Rules, Below Deck, any of that. It's just like... Below Deck Australia. Have you started watching that one? Oh, so good. If you don't know what Below Deck is, just look it up on Google. But basically they film them whilst they're on big super yachts and they film the staff and then the clientele and it's just so good the best kind of reality TV when they're locked on a boat together. <laughs> yes, 100%. Would you ever go on a super yacht? Would that be one of your bucket list things? Whenever I'm watching, like this is the funny thing because I've watched these shows and people are like, oh, that's so trash. They're just bitching all the time. And I'm like, I learn a lot. Like you can learn a lot from like Chris Jenner on the Kardashians. You can learn a lot from the housewives, like how they navigate this stuff or like the kind of wealth that's out there and you know, when I'm watching Below Deck, I often do like think about, hmm, would I like to be on a yacht? And I just feel like you could just do that anywhere. Like I'd rather be on land, in the culture. I don't know. That to me is the idea of fun travel. Like let me be a local. Let me live on the local land. I would go on a yacht for maybe a day or two. might be fun, but I feel like they're missing out. And maybe they travel around after, but I'm like, go all the way to Europe and you're on a boat and that's it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So we'll take that. Jess is not going on a super yacht for her bucket list, but I want to go back to what you said, like the learning the stuff about, you know, from that. And I think that's because we watch it with intention, you know, and I think that's something to remember because you and I had this conversation when we we're down South and I, I quite like the fact that they have this confidence to say and do what they want. And that is what I enjoy about it and I think you know I look beyond those bitch fights and this and that sometimes and I just our human design is both projector and so we see things from different angles yeah we're kind of looking for the lessons in everything almost just on autopilot yeah so have oh I'm throwing a pen so have you talked much to your audience about 
your human no. So there's going to be a lot of episodes coming up. So get ready because <laughs> I've been speaking about human design. I found it about a year ago and about a year and a half now. And I was just like, holy shit, this is like <laughs> everything I needed to know. For anyone that doesn't know, human design is like basically the most accurate personality test in the world because it's based on your exact time of birth and it combines like physics and astrology. It combines so many cool methods. It goes so deep. So I've been getting certified in it and for the past year, I'd be like catching up with my cousins who like have nothing to do with this kind of like entrepreneurial or self-development world. And I just be chatting to everyone about it and like reading their charts and like so obsessed. So I was like, why am I not talking about this on the podcast? So Get ready because it's coming. <laughs> oh my God, get ready. What a segue. We have those episodes coming up. I would love to know before we move on to the next question, what would be your bucket list thing to do then? Like what is on your bu- bucket list if you can share any of your maybe top top two? Yeah, I would love to just go to like Greece or Italy or just anywhere in the Mediterranean and just live there for a while. Just like stay for however long you're allowed to stay, a few months or however long it is. Because when I was younger, I went traveling with my family and I said to my mom and dad, never take me back to England, but America, I'm going to live here one day. And so then when I was in uni, when I was 19, I went to American college for like a whole semester. Um, so I kind of lived that dream, which was like, the coolest thing ever. <laughs> but then now I'm ready. I'm like, I just want to go live in Europe for a bit or just have a working holiday. Yes. Yeah. I love that so much. And so you're about to move in with your partner mm-hmm. and he is a amazing artist. Is he painting like any murals on your walls at home? No. So his name is Chris and we're not doing murals, but Chris has like, I don't know what the actual word of it is, but it's like the wood squares on the wall. You know what I mean? Like No, but I really am interested. (laughs) It's like traditional kind of Hamptons-y style with like the wood rectangles. And it's like real traditional style. So he made all of those by hand. Um, and so we got our keys probably two or three weeks ago. So he's been making all those and he's there, been doing all of that. He's taken annual leave so he can do all that. And then we've been all there painting on the weekends. And I did 30 hours of painting on the weekends. So <laughs> my body is so sore now, but um, we're moving in next week. Well, by the time this is released, uh, we will have just moved in. And I booked off the whole week for my birthday as well as moving in. So very exciting. That's so beautiful and I'm so excited. And and do you talk about the fact that you guys have never lived together before and that now you're moving in? <laughs> Chris is very like camera shy and even when we've been out at dinner, I've taken like a picture of him with our dinner and he's like, um, can you not put that on your Instagram? <laughs> so like no one even knows he exists, but every now and then he'll get a shout out on my stories, <laughs> maybe more when he's living with me. So. <laughs> he's very talented. And now, yeah, you're going to be living together and, you know, possibly going on that bucket list holiday together as well. How would he describe you? Good question. He always tells me how like he finds it so cool, how I'm able to do so many things. and like, so many things that are outside of most people's comfort zones or just kind of like pushing the boundaries on things. 
And I can tell that he is your number one fan and so he bloody should be. We want our partners, our family members, our friends to be our number one fans when we're putting ourselves out there like you are now with your podcast, like you do with your business, like you have, you know, with everything that you've done. So I know that he is, you know, he he would be so proud of you. So I love that. Yeah, thanks. When I first started doing my one-on-one coaching calls, he bought me like the AirPods because he was like, this is going to be great for your coaching. But he got like with Apple, I didn't know you can do this, but you can get like engraving on it. And he wrote inspire on the, on the AirPods. So like, oh oh (laughs) my gosh, that is so romantic instead of flowers. Like just that's so just thinking about. Yeah. So meaningful as well. What a legend. I love him. I love him. He's such a great artist. Okay. Well, back to you. I reckon we'll wrap it up with this question. What is the number one thing that people slide into your DMs asking? How did I do it? How is pretty much that. And to be honest, when I first started my coaching business, so I had my membership, which I have closed now Well, in April, it's closing. But when I first started that, I actually called the membership how I did it or something like that. I can't even remember what the actual name was, but after a month or so, I changed it to the dreamers and doers but I literally called it that because it's like, here's how I did it. (laughs) You know, literally that's it. So if someone slides into your DMs now and they're like, you know, how did you do it? What would you say back to them now? It's not as easy. Like I can't can't help you in one DM. That would be my answer. But I quite often then just ask them a little bit more like what their goals are. And I think that's something that I'm really passionate about is not just giving advice for advice sake. And I think that comes from experience as well. Cause when I, before I got my coaching certifications and like up leveled in mindset practices and NLP and all these cool things that I can use with my clients, people would ask me and I would tell them, Hey, this is exactly how I did it. But I realized that that's not serving them. That's not really getting to the bottom of what they want to do. Like, is that actually what they want to do or the direction that they want to go? So I like to always ask more questions first before I give any advice to really understand like, what are your goals? What is your idea of success? And actually mm, you probably don't need, you know, what you're asking about. You might need this instead. And so that's really fun for me to help clients and, and people that I get to work with really deep dive into that. Oh, I love that, Jess. I love everything about you. You've got such a beautiful soul and presence and you're positive and you're fun. And when people are around you, you just have this beautiful vibe. Like I've absolutely loved getting to know you today and when we had our cheeky weekend down south. So a massive happy birthday from me to you. you for letting me, you know, be your podcast host for one very special episode. I couldn't think of anyone better. Thank you so much, Heidi. You are absolutely the ultimate hype queen. And oh, look, literally it says that behind your head, right? (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, Subliminal messaging, right? Yes, I know. See, (laughs) honestly, it's been so, so fun getting to know you and you just are an absolute ray of sunshine. Yay. Is there anything you want to add before we finish this podcast? Just thank you. Like, thanks to everyone. It is my birthday today, but it's also almost two years since I started this podcast. And it has been so much fun, like sharing things and getting to know all of you more as well. So come and send me a DM. I really would just love to connect and we can celebrate together. 
Yes, send her photos in your birthday suit, everyone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Jess, and have the best birthday. And I'll now finish this episode with happy birthday to you. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jess. Happy birthday to you. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. This has been so much fun. <laughs> best way for celebrating a birthday. Woo!